<laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, aren't you lovely? Oh, so good to be here. Finally. I felt like I was arriving at my wedding. All of you looking at me with anticipation at the door. I thought they didn't even give me a round of applause at my wedding. I thought, you know, so great to be here. And uh, I le actually left home at 4.30 this morning, Adelaide time. And, um, and so, but I actually feel remarkably good. So uh, I was more concerned about you guys having your, your supper and, and perhaps going into a sugar-induced coma before I arrived. So I was hoping that, you know, you, you, that, that you still be, you know, alive and alert. And yeah, that's great. Now, this, uh, thank you so much as well, Pastor Joy, for being so flexible. When I rang up and told her, my flight's been, you know, I'm late, missed my plane, I've done everything, they won't let me on. Um, you know, she just took it in her stride and just started planning there on the spot. Well, we'll do this, we'll do that. And so thank you so much because that, that helped put me at ease. And um, I sat in the Qantas Club and I've been listening to T.D. Jakes. Uh, are you guys familiar with Bishop T.D. Jakes? He, he's... So I, I've been getting pumped on the bishop. I've been like, oh, Rabashanda, getting all stirred up. And that probably accounts for the, why I feel so, so lively. So, um, and also, that was, that was a wonderful entrance, you know, setting of the atmosphere. And I've got no idea, sister, what you were declaring or praying, whatever. I actually got started to get choked up. And I think either it's very meaningful and anointed or else I am definitely suffering from lack of sleep because I could almost, almost burst into tears there on the... On, on, on the front row. So, anyway, girls, Hanna Mashanda, you in the zone? Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now that your word is living, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And Father, I thank you for an open heaven and open hearts. Lord, I just pray for each one of your daughters here tonight, each one who has set this time aside. And Lord, I thank you that our times are in your hands. And Father, I, I, I thank you tonight for your divine order. Although it hasn't been what was originally planned, Lord, we believe you are Lord of all. And I thank you, Father, tonight. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth here tonight at Bay City Outreach Center, as it is in heaven, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I'll drink to that. It's interesting, on the way over from um, Melbourne to Wellington, I got an upgrade. I got an upgrade. And so I travelled in, in style. And um, as I was sitting there, however, the Lord spoke to me. And so I, I have just scribbled down some, some prophetic thoughts that I felt the Lord put on my heart before I actually launch into the message I've got. But don't worry, I won't be going all night. But I want to just... I just want to discharge the word of the Lord because I felt the Lord say to me that there are women here tonight and it's time for your upgrade. There are women here and you are due for an upgrade. And so this is what I started to just, just there, just a few minutes, just as the Lord just started to download a few things. What is an upgrade? Firstly, it's a reward. It's a reward. I traveled business class that I didn't pay for, Bay City didn't pay for, that it was, it was just a, a bestowed upon me as a reward because I'm a frequent flyer, because I happen to, you know, just be there, I was given an upgrade. It's a rise in status, benefits and privileges. A rise in status, benefits and privileges. Still get to go to the same place, it's just the way you get there. There are other people who arrived in Wellington who were traveling at the back of the plane. We still got there, still got there at the same time, but it was the way we got there. And you know something? An upgrade is a repositioning. An upgrade is a repositioning. I was repositioned. I was brought from, from a row further back down to actually row one. You can't get much closer than that except in the cockpit. And so it's a repositioning. An upgrade is a repositioning. It's an increase of advantages, of status, of benefits. And the, it says in Hebrews 11 that, that without faith it's impossible to please God and those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I believe tonight that God wants to declare that it's time, it's a season for an upgrade. 
for your reward, for those who've been diligently seeking, for those who've been expectant, for those who've been anticipating the breakthrough, that God wants to declare over you tonight that there is an upgrade. In Matthew 19, it says, many who are first will be last and the last will be first. It's called an upgrade. The last first, promoted, advanced, positioned where they weren't before. Luke 14, it's a parable of the wedding feast. And the Lord Jesus told the disciples to take the lowly seat. Don't sit in the best place at the wedding feast and then have to be told to take the lower one. But go and sit in the lowest so that the host may say, friend, go up higher. Who remembers that parable? Go up higher. It was a repositioning to a better place, higher status, greater privileges. And I believe tonight that those of you who've been in a season of humbling, because God exalts the humble. Those of you, you've been in a season of humbling. And God wants you to know that you're positioned for the upgrade. You're just the one that the Lord's eyes are upon. His eyes are moving to and fro, seeking those whose hearts are completely His. And so I don't know about you, but I enjoyed my upgrade coming over. I enjoyed, I preferred flying business class. To be quite honest, the food is better. The attention is much greater. And, and I believe that there are seasons in God where there's a preeminence, where there is a promotion, where there is a relocation in the spirit. There's a relocation, what's more, benefits flowing from the spiritual repositioning to the natural. So if that's you tonight and you think, you know, it's about time for my upgrade. It's about time for my reward. If that relates or resonates with you in any way at all, just raise your hand right now. Father, I thank you right now for the upgrades. Lord God, I thank you for favor that flows from heaven and I thank you Father God it's not about who we are or what we've got what we've done it's about who you are it's about what you've got it's about what you've done because Lord God just like I was given the upgrade today I thank you that you give Lord God you give tonight your daughter's upgrades they're going to come upgrades I see in Korea there's going to come upgrades I see in ministry there's going to come upgrades there's going to come promotion in business there's going to come upgrade in, in, in family relationship a repositioning that was which has been afar, is going to be drawn close, going to be drawn near. Father, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's for free. <clears throat> and then I'd like you to turn to, Mom, where am I? Luke. Luke 19. Luke 19. Interestingly, it actually kind of ties in. I'm going to read from verse 1. says, then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Who knows, was a certain time in history when the Lord Jesus left where he was and relocated. He moved to Jericho. And it says that he entered and passed through. I believe tonight the Lord Jesus is entering and passing through this place. I believe tonight the Lord Jesus has had this conference in his agenda, on his timetable. It hasn't been birthed, as it were, out of the mind of man. But I believe that God tonight has ordained the women here at Bay City. Women, maybe, I don't know where you've come tonight. I don't know if it's drawn people outside of your church. I don't know if those of you come from other churches, other areas. But I believe as we have gathered, are gathering together tonight in this place, that Jesus is entering and passing through just like he did at Jericho. And this is what happens. It says, now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So just picture this tonight. The Lord Jesus is coming through town and Zacchaeus gets word and he wants to see Jesus for himself. He's not content to hear about it secondhand. He doesn't want to read about it in the newspaper, see it on television, see it on 60 Minutes. No, he wants to see Jesus for himself because Jesus is entering and passing through that way, that day. Not another way and another day, not yesterday or the next day, that day, today. So he is, is there with, with a desire 
a longing to see the Lord Jesus. And I believe you're here tonight for the very same reason. I don't believe you would have taken time out of your schedule unless you've got a hunger, unless you've got a desire, unless there's something on the inside of you wanting to draw close and to see the Lord Jesus, to see him for yourself. But there's a problem. There's a problem. Zach's of short stature. And there's a crowd in the way. Now, I'm average height for a woman. In fact, in my family, I'm an Amazon. My mother is four foot 11, comes up to about my armpit. My grandmother was about four foot nine at the time of her death. My, grand, my dad was only about five foot five. My brother's only five foot six, so I'm five foot four. Like, I'm, you know, I'm tall. But I tell you what, I know what it's like to get stuck behind a crowd. Hey, I know what it's like to want to see something and for there to be, you know, a crowd in the way. You know, I, I know what it's like. I mean, I can feel for, Zacche for Zacchaeus because he was of short stature and he had a desire, he had a dream, but there was an obstacle in the way. And how many of you know what it feels like tonight to have a dream, a desire, and yet there's an obstacle in the way. There's a hindrance there. And maybe tonight you're very aware of your shortness of stature, of an inadequacy, an area of weakness, an, an, an area that you wish you were stronger in. I can guarantee you, I don't, I don't have to be prophetic to tell you that for the most part, women have a great revelation of their shortness of stature. I've been doing women's conferences for the last 16 years. And for the most, I very rarely have to tell a woman to, you know, just, you know, get in your plate, you know, just think a bit smaller of yourself. Usually, usually it's the other way around. It, it, you know, and, and to encourage them to, to look up, to, to, to believe big, to see the bigness of God in them. And so in the natural, in the natural, we're all a bit short in stature. If you feel like you're lacking tonight, if you feel like there's an area that you really, you know, would like to grow in and, oh, I wish I had more of this. Oh, I wish I was more of that. Oh, I wish I had more confidence. Oh, why can't I be outgoing like her? Oh, why can't I be a bit, bit more patient? If you feel short in stature in any way, join the club. Join the club. You're amongst friends. Join the club of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Short in stature. Maybe you've got a dream to do something from God, but you've got a, sh a shortness of finances. Maybe you've got a dream to go, you know, and serve God in, in you know, the mission field. But, you know, you've got a home situation. You've got children. You know, may maybe there's a desire to do other things. And it just your situation, your circumstance doesn't seem to lend itself to you advancing, to you progressing, to you doing what you want to do. Now, I don't know what you would have done if you had got into this situation. I don't know how you would have reacted who Jesus, the healing evangelist, had come to town. And so you're racing there because you want to see Jesus for yourself. And then you get there and, oh, in Australia, we'd say bummer. I don't know if that's okay here. My apologies if you're offended, but bummer. There's a crowd in the way. Now, I don't know what you, I don't know. Maybe tonight you would have gone, well, typical. All my life I've been faced with crowds. I'm short. Something I'm powerless to do anything about. Can't make myself grow, can I? Well, it's obviously not meant to be. Not meant to be. If I was meant to see Jesus, then there wouldn't be a crowd in the way. I mean, if it was meant to be, then I wouldn't be faced with this. This obs If it was meant to be, if I was meant to see Jesus, I'd be taller. I don't know how would you have responded. You know, some of you would have bat the dummy, throw away the bat and ball and said, that's it, typical, I'm not playing no more. Always happens to me, spirit of rejection would have risen up. You would have just taken it so personally. I don't know, maybe here tonight you'd be a bit like me. Now I'm Italian by background, the mafia spirit rises and I want to kill someone. I thought, okay, that's right, you know. This is obviously someone's fault. I don't know, how would you have personally reacted? I mean, because you so want to see Jesus. I mean, your heart's desire is pure. Your motive is sincere. And yet you can't seem, no matter how hard, you can't seem. You know, I just envisage Zacchaeus a bit like, you know, a bit like the donkey in Shrek, you know, trying to kind of like see over the crowd. Honestly, for as many 
different women there are here tonight, there would, be, there would be as many different unique individual reactions to this situation. But what does Zacchaeus do? It says, so he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. Well, of course you do. He ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree. I mean, this, this is Zacchaeus, the rich, extremely rich tax collector. And so he can't see Jesus because there's a crowd in the way. So what does he do? He does something. He runs ahead of the crowd and gets into a tree. Why? Because Jesus was passing that way. That way, that moment. He knew he had to seize the moment because it's not going to be the same the next. Jesus isn't going to be there the next day. It wasn't about yesterday. It was about today. And I believe right now God wants to fill us with such a sense of urgency, with such a sense of, of immediacy that it's this moment. It's today. It's right now. Jesus is entering and passing through. He's going to do something here tonight that he can't do tomorrow, that he's not prepared for tomorrow. He hasn't planned it for tomorrow. He hasn't assigned it for tomorrow. He's assigned it for tonight. And I believe tonight he wants us to have the Spirit of Zacchaeus, to run ahead of the crowd and get up into a tree. What does he do when he's faced with obstacles, faced with opposition, faced with impossibility? He runs ahead of the crowd and gets up into a tree. That's different. That's different. How many of you, come on, be honest, how many of you would have thought of doing that? No, no, come on. No, I, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have automatically thought, oh, I'll just get up the tree. I mean, now let's start to think of all the reasons why you don't go and climb a tree. Oh, so I was in my heels. Was that what you <laughs> Dot said? <laughs> what, your high heels? <laughs> all sorts of reasons. Oh, well, I've never climbed a tree before. I've never climbed a tree before. I mean, clean, tree climbing is dangerous. What if I hurt myself? What if I hurt myself climbing up that tree? You think, well, it's not very dignified. I mean, it's not very ladylike, is it, climbing trees? I mean... You know, what are people going to think? Oh, there's a classic. If I run ahead of the crowd and get up into a tree, people are going to look. I'm going to draw attention to myself and we can't have that. People start to talk. Then I'll be misunderstood. They think I'm climbing up there to draw attention to myself and really I just want to see Jesus. You might think well, I'm too old to climb a tree. Too young to climb a tree. Too cool to climb a tree. I don't do trees. Too cool. I don't know. There's all sorts of reasons tonight. So I'm afraid of heights. I don't go up trees. But look, tonight I believe God wants to show us that there is a reward for those who run ahead of the crowd and get up into the tree. Because look, look what happens. And it says, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. He looked up and saw him. I mean, there was a crowd there that day. A crowd. And who does he see? He sees the little guy who's taken the effort, who had the passion, who had the determination, who wasn't going to be put off because there was a crowd. He sees him. He looks up and he sees him, the guy who had a revelation that Jesus was entering and passing through that day. Listen, girls, I am on a crusade to draw women's attention to the dangers of Doris Day. How many of you remember Doris? Who's old enough to remember Doris? I go to youth groups now and Doris is quite retro. Even youth groups are into Doris. Who remembers the theme song of Doris's TV series? Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Sing it if you know it. The future's not ours to see. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Oh, beautiful. It's actually Italian. You didn't know Doris could speak Italian, did you? It is literally Italian for whatever will be, will be. And frankly, too many Christians live life like that. Well, if God's going to bless me, he's going to bless me. You know, I mean, it's up to him. He's going to heal me. He's going to heal me. I mean, there would have been women, you know, who even were meant to have been here tonight. Now, this is not having a go at the ones who legitimately couldn't. Hear my heart here. But there, there is always a percentage of people who are supposed to be at a certain place at a certain time in the will of God, and they're not there because they choose not to be, because it's just a bit hard. It's just a bit 
difficult. Remember I'm saying there are people with legitimate reasons. But you see, Kesarah Sarah says, well, everyone is where they're meant to be at any given time because God just, you know, he's in control. It all just comes, works out. And if God wants to bless me, he'll just bless me. He's going to heal me. It doesn't matter if I'm in church or if I'm, if I'm at home. People who don't go to conferences because I'll just get the tape. Listen, you don't get the same blessing by just listening to the tape as you do if you're meant to be there. Not if you couldn't, not if you weren't meant, but if you were meant to be there, meant to be somewhere, because Jesus is entering and passing through. I personally encourage people when there is an altar call, and, 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 and you know, you always get the ones who are there silently having their moment with Jesus. Well, you know, Jesus, you know my heart. I don't have to stand. I don't have to respond, because you know, and it's between you and me. And I say, uh-uh, sorry, but it's not the same blessing. Because it's God responds to faith, and faith takes a risk. Faith responds. But some of you aren't liking this, but faith without works is dead, it actually says in James chapter 3. And as you obey God, as there is a directive, as there is an opportunity, listen to me. A, a few years ago, our senior pastor had a word of knowledge in our church. It's probably going back now, probably about six years or so. And he had a word of knowledge for someone having panic attacks. Now, I'd suffered with anxiety related disorders, panic attacks from the time I was about, uh, probably my late teens, early 20s. I'd actually been on medication for um, a season in my 20s. I had gone off the medication but still struggled. But no one knew, not at church, no one knew at church. And you got to understand, in our ministry mix in the church, I'm the faith preacher. I'm the faith preacher. Pastor Danny has a word of knowledge that there's someone here suffering panic attacks. I'm like... I'm like, God, if I get up and respond to this, I mean, my credibility, it is shot. I mean, people are going to look at the woman of faith and think, oh, woman of faith's got a problem with fear. Great. You know, I'm not going to listen to her anymore. And yet I knew, I knew that the power, that the release, that the blessing, the healing comes in obedience as we take a step of faith, as we step out. And yes, it's uncomfortable. Do you think it was comfortable for Zach getting up the tree? Climbing tree takes effort. Climbing a tree, yes, people can see you. Yes, people will talk. Yes, people do have an opinion. But just get used to it because you can't control people's opinions anyway. What you have to do is set your sights on what God is saying and doing at any given time and realize that there are divine opportunities. There are prophetic moments, windows of opportunity when God ordains to do and accomplish a certain thing. And he has assigned that moment, that time. You might want it to happen the next day when you're looking a bit prettier and you're not having a bad hair day and you're wearing a better dress so people aren't looking, you know, people, if they're looking at you, well, I'm going to look good. You might want it the next day, but Jesus says it's this day, it's today. And so he, what I did at that meeting, at that Sunday night, I literally just closed my eyes and stepped out because I've discovered if you close your eyes, no one can see you. So I just stepped out of my seat and I, I, I just lifted my hands to God. And I tell you what, it, 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 it was uncomfortable. But as I stepped out, got no idea to this day who actually laid a hand on me, if anyone did. No one's pr- prepared to, to uh, accept this responsibility. I just felt a hand on, the, on, on, on my back. I hit the deck like a sack of spuds. And just to give you, you know, the picture that doesn't happen in our church every day, and I have not had a panic attack since. That was about six years ago. I could have said, well... I'll just have my quiet moment with God right here in the front row and no one will ever know that it's me. And I'll just let, you know, other people come and respond. But you know what? I would have missed my moment of visitation. Would Jesus have looked up and seen me? You see, Doris says, oh, he'll do it anyway. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. No, listen, that's called fate. Christianity is not a fatalistic doctrine. It's not a fatalistic life. It's, it's a faith-filled life, and faith demands a response. Faith is a directive given by God, and our response to that, that that's the dynamic of faith. Faith demands a risk. Faith will involve some discomfort. Faith is a positioning of yourself where God wants you. And I believe tonight, you know, it's very important to me. The opening night of a conference is very important for setting the tone of the conference. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always... You know, my heart's cry, my, my prayer to God is that we will be positioned somewhere differently at the end of this night. And as we return tomorrow, we will be different than what we were when we came tonight. And, and I believe tonight that, that God is calling women like Zacchaeus to run ahead of the crowd and get into the tree. 
to position yourself. Because you know what happened? Zacchaeus is up the tree and Jesus looks up and he sees him. Doesn't see anyone else. Sees the little guy up the tree. And he says to him, Zacchaeus, make haste. Make haste. Isn't that interesting that Jesus would tell someone to make haste? Quick, quick. Chop, chop. Now, now, today is the day of salvation. I'm going to do something right now and I require your cooperation to require you to step into the zone, to, to get with the program. Please don't let fear rip you off tonight. Don't let inferiority rip you off. Don't let concepts and mindsets of the past, because God's doing a new thing. I tell you something. He's raising up women with the spirit of Zacchaeus who are prepared to position themselves where they've not been before. You could be the most outgoing, hunter, mashundai. Rah! Yah! Kind of Christian here tonight. But you know what? No matter where you are right now, God wants to take you higher. I really do believe that, that tonight there is a window of opportunity. And, 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 and let's not miss it. Let's not miss it. You see, at Cape Canaveral, there in the US, when they're launching the rockets, you see, those guys understand the window of opportunity concept because they literally have to wait for a window of opportunity in the natural, in the atmosphere, the hemisphere, the, you know, just the climate, the conditions. Things have to be a certain way for one of those rockets to get launched. And if they miss it, they have to wait. They have to wait. Hours, days, weeks, whatever the case might be. They have to wait for the, the next window. The children of Israel missed their window. They had to wait another 40 years. Don't tell me God operates under the doctrine of Doris Day. You know, I personally have never known any significant growth, breakthrough, launching in my life without a running ahead without a positioning of myself to get the attention of God, doing something that doesn't come naturally to me, doing something as an expression as, as of, my, of my, not just my obedience, but of my, of my desire to see him, to see him, to encounter him, to encounter him. This isn't about trees for trees' sake, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a greenie preaching a tree doctrine. This is about a repositioning of self, by self, in response to a drawing, an opportunity. God created the opportunity. Jesus comes to town. That wasn't Zach's idea. Jesus says, I'm coming to Jericho. I'm entering and passing through. Hey, that wasn't man-made. That was God. But the running ahead and the getting up, that was Zach. That was Zach. And we can get too super spiritual, say, oh, I don't want to get into the flesh. No, I want to get into the flesh. Look, just have a reread of Galatians and have a look what actually comprises the works of the flesh. Just to give yourself a refresher. You know, it's things like, you know, murder, lying, lust, slothfulness. I mean, just have a, have a look there. It's not, it doesn't actually apply to doing something. And I believe God wants to break the fear of intimidation over women here tonight. Break the fear of man. Fear of what people think and say. When I first started coming to this nation um, in ministry, probably at least 10 years ago, I'll have to go through the diaries to see the exact, exact first visit, but at least 10 years ago. And I was struck at the time of how the enemy had kept women in New Zealand bound and, and plateaued under a ceiling of fear of, of man's opinion and not wanting to stand out one from the other. But I have to say this, that there's been significant shift in those years. There's significant shift. And eagles are getting released out of budgie cages in this nation. I'm telling you something. But I believe tonight there's another level. Going, I don't know if we've got any musos or, or what, we've, what we've got left. There's something. <laughs> because um, before, we, before we leave tonight, I want us to reposition ourselves. I want us to position ourselves for a visitation.
from God because he says, make haste. He makes haste and comes down and receives him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all complained, saying, he's gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he also is the son of Abraham. I'm going to need something with some grunt. Is that possible? I'm going to need something with some, some grunt. Nothing melancholy. Something, we're going to break through something. Like I said, I don't muck about, eh? I hit the ground running. I'm going to seize the moment. Jesus is entering and passing through. I'm going to make the most of every minute that I'm here. Being brought at great expense to the management. So I'm going to give you more than your money's worth. Okay. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. The son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. What happened? What happened to Zacchaeus? Mate, all he wanted was a look. All he wanted was a look. And Jesus came to his house. Nobody else in that story gets a personal visitation from the Lord Jesus. I don't see Jesus visiting anybody else's house. I don't see him coming and investing his time and investing his life into anybody else in that story except Zach, the one who ran ahead of the crowd and got up into the tree. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can you play me a progression? Is that possible? Yeah, you familiar? Just simple, nothing fancy, just two or three chords, key of D, preferably. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I thank you right now for your Holy Spirit. Mm, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, yeah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you that your Spirit is here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, you're moving, oh, you're moving right now. Oh, Jesus, oh, God, right now. Women, Lord God, who are going to seize the moment, who are going to seize the hour. Oh, God, you say make haste, make haste. We're not going to waste this moment, Lord. Now, girls, this is what I'm going to encourage you to do. Just in, in this time, just in the, the, the next few moments that we've got, I, I am going to ask you, to run ahead of the crowd and get into a tree. Now, what do I mean by that? Simply do something you've not done before. Get the attention of Jesus. Now, that's not something that can be judged by the outside. And I'm certainly not going to be looking at people judging by the outside because it, it is a matter of the heart. You might be here today and you've never actually raised your hands. If you've never done that and you want to get the attention of Jesus, you want salvation to come to your house, you want this weekend to impact you. You're believing for that upgrade. Well, then I'll tell you something. That gets the attention of Jesus because he knows that you've not done that before. But can I be this honest? If you raise your hands every Sunday, hey, that's no big deal. Seriously, that is beautiful for worship, but not for this exercise. I'm not going to put any ideas in your head. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But I'm just saying that, you know, if you're used to, okay, standing where you are, there's already someone who's, who's run ahead of the crowd and got into a tree. There's already someone who's, 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 got, who's in the zone. She knows exactly what's going on. She is responding. And, and, and it's between you and him. Seriously, I'm not out to, you know, I'm not out to you know, ring your arm or, you know. But I do want you to seize a moment. I don't want you to miss out on what God can do in this time as we're not passive passivity never possesses the promise passivity does not cut the mustard in the kingdom of God faith is not passive and so stretch yourself girls I won't preempt a message that I'm going to probably be preaching on Sunday but stretch yourself stretch involves a measure of discomfort and what if they're thinking about me close your eyes they won't see you. What if they're looking? Big deal. I tell you who's looking even more. It's Jesus. He's looking up to see the Zacchaeus is in the tree. Okay? Okay? So the count of three. 
the count of three, I'm believing for women who are going to seize this moment, who recognise the window of opportunity, who recognise Jesus is walking through today, not another day, not another way. What is it today that you're in need of in, in your house? What is it that you need? want to soar with you. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. women who have seized the moment and Lord at the outset of this conference we position ourselves high we position ourselves where we've not been before and Father I thank you for women who've run ahead of the crowd tonight I thank you for women who position themselves up a tree and Lord I can see you looking up I can see you looking up Lord they've got your attention tonight they've got your attention tonight oh Father I thank you Lord God I thank you, Father God. I see, Father God, salvation coming. Salvation coming to homes. I see, Father God, release coming, Lord, in the, in the lives of women here. Release, Lord, in their souls. 
I see, Father God, bondages of mind being broken tonight. I see healing coming to bodies, Father. I can see, Lord God, advancements being made in destiny. Father God, I thank you for doors of opportunity opening, Father God. Father God, for new levels of intimacy with you, God. Father, where there's been dryness, where there's been frustration. Father, I thank you tonight, Lord. You're ministering, you're unlocking, you're releasing. Father, I thank you, God. The snare is broken, Lord, and we have escaped, Lord, out of the snare of the fowler. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. We'll never be the same. 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 Lord, this isn't just, Lord God, hype. This isn't, Lord God, just a meeting or a moment. Father God, this is a divine visitation. This is a seizing, Lord God, of, 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 of you. This is a seizing, a, a hold of you. There's a girl and you're laying prostrate on your face. They're at my right side. You're right down the front. You don't have to look up. You can hear me. Give me a wave if you know I'm talking to you. You've got blue jeans and a dark blue top and dark hair. That's you, sweetheart. But you know something? Zacchaeus climbed a tree and got the attention of God. But you've gone down on your face. And I tell you something. Tonight in your family, God is bringing breakthrough. Even in your heart, He's bringing healing to the emotions. And even where there's been discord and where there's been friction and where even in the family there's been um, a separation, I can see God moving to bring back, to restore and, 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 to, and to unify. As you have gone low, God is going to exalt you. As you have bowed before Him, He's going to lift you high and He's going to give you, give you the petition of your heart in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's a girl standing up on the chair right in front to my, to my right. You're wearing a red top, blue jeans, glasses. What's your name, sweetie? Ber- Beryl? Beryl, I can see as well. Just stay in that zone. Don't, don't lose, don't lose what, what, what's happening there. Because God's taking you to a new level of faith. Beryl, believing what you've not believed before to receive what you've not received before. You know, you're not content with where you're at. You know, there's been a frustration on the inside of you. And it's like you like you're a bit, you felt a little bit like the car. You know, you've got your foot on the accelerator, but you're not getting anywhere fast. And you're exerting a lot of energy and you feel like you're doing all the right things, but you're not getting that breakthrough. You know something? It just takes the first crack in the wall for the dam to break. It just takes that first crack. And you know something? God wants you to know tonight that your prayers have not been in vain. He wants you to know tonight that that list that you have, you've got a list, that, that, those list of requests. And I can see God coming and ticking each one off, one by one by one. And I see salvation as well coming to your home. I see salvation, salvation visiting your house and bringing a wholeness, bringing peace. God's even bringing peace that surpasses all understanding right now, even to your heart and mind. There's coming a rest to your soul. You've known the fight of faith, but you're about to enter the rest of faith. There's a new season coming. It's coming, it's changing. Winter to spring. Winter to spring. Springtime. So are Solomon's. You're going to hear the birds singing in your land again. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Right towards the back. Wearing black. Just turned around as I said that. You got your hair tied back. You have to yell your name so I can hear Joe, Joe, you know, you've got to call a God on your life, Joe. You know, there's leadership on you. But there's been a ceiling. There's been a resistance of the enemy for you to be all you've called to be. Because it's like this little voice that goes on in your head and saying, oh, you know, I don't want to be full of myself. You know, I don't want people to think I'm full of myself. I, I don't want, you know, it's, it's, it, it's like there are dreams on the inside of you. Times when God speaks and you go, oh, no, that must be me. That, no, that's not him. That's me. And you go through this double-minded thing of like, oh, is that you or is that me? You're prophetic. You've got a prophetic call upon your life. But I hear God saying, for heaven's sake, he said, of course it's me. Don't give yourself so much credit. Well, what if it's the devil? Are you praying to the devil? Are you asking the devil to speak? And no, God says, if you ask for bread, I'm not going to give you a stone. If you ask for fish, I'm not going to give you a serpent. Read Luke 11. God says, I love to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. There's a business call upon your life as well. I can see you moving in the gifts of the Spirit, even out there in the marketplace. And God says, as you ask, you will receive. Ask big. Be like blind Bartimaeus. He was begging. 
And God, you know what? He could have got given money. But when the time came, Jesus said, what do you want? He said, I want my sight. He says, God says, don't beg, ask big. Don't ask what's possible, ask what's impossible. Because God wants to move through you. I see financial blessing coming upon you for the sake of the kingdom. But God so wants to use you. There's evangelism, there's prophetic. There's such this awesome gift mix. But it's, it's time to think big of yourself, of God in you. God in you. 2 Corinthians 3, read it. 2 Corinthians 4, read it. Get it on the inside of you. The Apostle Paul said, not that I'm sufficient of myself to think of anything as being from myself, but I have a sufficiency that comes from God and who has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. You're a sufficient minister, Joe. Not because of who you are, because of who he is. In you. In Jesus' name. Treasure and earthen vessel, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In Jesus' name. Amen. There's another girl standing on the chair. You're wearing black skirt. You're having a Holy Ghost sing-along right right there. What's your name, darling? Sharon? Sharon, stay back in that zone. Hey, I don't like to take you, take you out of here. Having a great great time there. God's bringing healing. Father, I thank you right now. Lord, whatever the need, I can just see like, like oil, oil being dispensed from heaven right now. And that which has been drying, like I just hear like creaky, you know, I can just see the anointing oil coming and soothing and bringing that, that moisturizing, that moisturizing of your soul. You've been in a harsh season. You've been in, 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 in the, you know, the, the harsh, the harshness of, of, of uh, trial and, and circumstance. And, and so, you know, that it, 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 there's a drawing that, that comes just from the fire, just from, it's not that you've done anything wrong, you know, it's just the season. But you know something I can just see at the end of this conference, that which has been dry is going to be restored and moist and supple again. It, 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 it's just, you know, you're a warrior, but warriors get weary, you know, they, they just, they, it just, it's an occupational hazard, you know. But there's still that healing, I can see physically, Physically, and I can just see right now, even on your abdomen, I can just see, I see like the fire of the Holy Spirit doing something, even internally, even in the lower organs. Just put your hand there, put your hand there. No idea what's going on, but Father, right now, I thank you. Whatever, Lord God, is out of order. Lord, I thank you for placing in order. In Jesus' name, I release, Lord. Your healing power, energy. There's a revitalization. There's energy. Revi- where there's been weariness. Wow. Yeah, catch up. <laughs> Maybe sit down now. There, Rachel. That'd be a great idea. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you need to go, I totally understand it. That, that's fine. Just a couple more people that I just, just want to. Much more tomorrow. Uh, also stand in your white jacket on and who told us Wendy give me a wave Wendy yeah 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 yeah. oh Lord open the heavens open the heavens Lord what's been hearts is the Lord oh I'm opening up to you oh something new oh for you to do Oh, Lord says, I'm opening up, I'm filling your cup, I'm lifting you up. Oh, and I'm going to give you something new to do, something new for you. Oh, I thank you, Lord, you're going to do, I'm going to do, says the Lord, something new through you that you've not known before cause it's a new door it's a new way oh not like the other way not like another day it's a new day says lord father i break inferiority right now in jesus name you might have to sit down wendy because right now i just see the Holy Spirit, just stay in that zone. That's it. Father, right now, I break the fear of man. Every lie of the enemy. Every, a, a man has spoken. And, and, and even going back, says the Lord, 
Even going back, I see around 12 years of age, I see words, I, I see put down, I, I see a, a concept of self that you've fought against because you know it's not true, but I literally see like the, the gates of your heart opening up tonight and that stuff just, just flying out. It's like it's just grown wings and it's exiting. It's out of there. That which is, has held you back, that which has just limited you, your concept of self, the words that were spoken, even by that one who loved you, even by that one in authority. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Right now, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Break the shackles. Break the shackles right now. Free indeed. Free indeed. As I was praying for Wendy, some of you were saying, you know, I totally identify with that. Oh, that was resonating with me too. Who, if that was you, just raise your hand right now. That, 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 that's speaking to me. Father, I thank you right now. Words that have been spoken. Father God, the opinion of man. Once, Lord God, who just had that nagging, that nagging voice, Father, from times past. Father, tonight I see shackles broken. Literally, leg irons that have stopped you from running. I see, sweetheart, around your ankle, there's been a leg iron. And as much as you wanted to run and run your race and run it well, it's just like there's been this weight of the past. But Father, I thank you right now. I thank you right now. God's just coming. You know what? He's just coming and unlocking it. He's got the key. He's just got the key. And he's just unlocking it. So Father, I thank you, Lord God. She's going to be free to run. And run, you will. Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh Lord. Who can, who can sense his spirit here? Who can sense his presence? Very quickly, before I hand the microphone back, there's a girl that you're wearing black dress and a little white cardi there, the long dark hair. What's your name, sweetheart? Hannah? Anna. Anna, you're a good girl. And you've got a good heart. And you know something? You've got a heart that hates injustice. And you've got a heart for the underdog. And, and God has wired you that way. He's actually going to use you. Use you to defend the defenseless. To, to fight for the cause of others. There's a mercy gift on your life as well. But it's not what I would call a soppy sappy mercy gift because you've got grunt you, you know you're a that injustice thing you know can, can get you riled but, but you really do have a genuine heart of compassion and I just see God using that and there's just been something as well that's clipped your wings it's like there was a time you were free to fuel, free to fuel ready to soar I see this whopping big pair of scissors the enemy came to clip your wings you've been a bit afraid since then you've been, you haven't wanted to put a foot wrong you haven't wanted to you know go just, hey, that, that, that stuff hurts. You know something? I see the slate tonight being wiped clear. I see that whole season. God says what the enemy intended for evil, he's going to work for good. He's going to turn the pain into gain and the lemons into lemonade. And I tell you what, you're like the butterfly coming out of the cocoon. I tell you what, the fight is going to be worth it. It's making those wings strong for you to be who you're called to be. And you're going to be a representative of the defenceless and one who would speak up against injustice in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise.